Hello, I'm John Oliver. You can now support this show on Patreon.com. Head on over to Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. And for as little as $1 a month, you can set up a monthly donation that will support this show in ways you can't even understand. No, Trevor, don't buy those donuts. That money is for TV's Kevin Lanigan. That's Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. I'll see you there. From Mizier to Zombieland Z, this is Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This, the podcast that aims to answer exactly that. Did you like that? <laughs> of course you did. Who wouldn't like that? I'm your host, TV's Kevin Lanigan, back again for another exciting week of trying to get Emma Stone to listen to this show. Gotta tell you, the other night I was watching uh, the film Carol from a few years ago. You know, Cate uh, Blanchett, uh, Rooney Mara. Sort of like if there was a lesbian couple and it was Katherine Hepburn and Audrey Hepburn. Um, and it's a really, really great heart-wrenching movie. Um, but when I was looking up where exactly I could watch this film, the first link that sort of popped up on the Google was Pirate Bay. Um, and that... <laughs> It's kind of a weird idea to me that, like, <laughs> that somebody would pirate the <laughs> the kitchen sink drama Carol. Like, the pirates, they sat down, <laughs> we need to keep our booty pile stock so people keep coming to our piracy website to find the films that they want to watch. You know, all those tech-savvy kids that would normally download movies like N Nerve or 21, the like Jim Sturgis, Josh Gad one, where in real life it was a bunch of Asian kids, but they swapped it out for white people. And in no scene is it more evident characters are no longer people of color as when these characters are playing basketball. But they, they sat down and they said, yes, mm. You know what the, the audience for online movie piracy is thirsty for? Carol. Like a piracy adaptation of the, of the film Carol. That's what the prime audience for piracy really, ooh, they just can't get enough of, is adaptations of books called The Price of Salt. That's what, you know, because when I, in my head, when I'm picturing something that, that someone that is um, a routine Pirate Bay visitor, you know, someone who, who downloads Game of Thrones every week, what I'm picturing is sort of an erudite, aristocratic figure, a film snob who only wants to acquire his films from a piracy slop bale. Someone sat down with the Blu-ray of Carol and stuck it in their nest machine or whatever and, and ripped it made it available for the world and I have to imagine that if I had gone to that website and I had downloaded the movie Carol that I would have been the first that that's it it would have been me and maybe Kyle Chandler 
who didn't feel like he was part of the marketing of that film enough because everybody loves Kyle Chandler. Like, why isn't he on the on the ding dang poster? Why is it a bunch of the 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 lesbians? Bunch of pirates at their secret council, each holding their their pieces of eight. You know, you got uh, Blackbeard, you got uh, Cheng Yi Sao, the Chinese pirate. Uh, that was a prostitute turned pirate queen who brought the nation of China to its knees with the might of her army. You've got that Torbjorn skin. Uh, you've got Misfortune from the popular uh, MOBA League of Legends. You've got Captain Johnny Depp. You've got uh, that VeggieTales episode where they're all pirates. That's, an, that's the rest of them, actually, is just VeggieTales. It's those five characters and the VeggieTales. And they're sitting around their pirate council and they're like, Arr, okay, yar, we got Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen, take, got that. That's, that's our biggest download of all time. We've got uh, every episode of The Walking Dead, good, solid. Um, you know, these people can't wait for Netflix. We got uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation, as well as G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra. Don't want to forget that now, Arr. Uh, we've got uh, Spongebob movie, where, they're, where they leave the ocean and they're like live action 3D animated now. We've got uh, Wreck -It, the advanced copy of Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Or, I'm sorry, that title goes in the other way. Ralph Breaks the Internet, colon, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Which, like, we're playing with some dangerous fire right now. Because what if our pirated copy of it is what breaks the internet? I don't know if me conscience could take that. And then the VeggieTales sing a song about God. Time for letters. This letter from a real listener comes to us from Danky Panky. It reads, SEX! Now that I have your attention, my older brother, open parentheses, Drew, close parentheses, went to MOFA with you this year, and when he came home, it seemed as though you had somehow distracted him from his addictions like juggling, being a hipster, or weird amounts of Funko Pop bobbleheads. He introduced me to Puffin Publishing Podcast, and I am a big fan. Although I feel like you are forgetting the best way to make your podcast notice. You need to slide right into her DMs, which is why I have chosen to DM every one of her social media accounts. I have been blocked by her Twitter, and I haven't gotten any other responses yet, but remain hopeful. Live long and prosper. Cooper, last name withheld. Okay, so maybe your name wasn't Danky Panky? Like maybe you were lying to me the whole time? Cooper, last name withheld? AKA Danky Panky? Or maybe Danky Panky was the subject of the email? Uh, let me just lay some ground rules here right now. That that beginning emails with an all capital letter exclamation of sex does indeed catch my attention, but <clears throat> if we could avoid making that a trend that I have to deal with every week, that would be fan-fucking-tastic. So I'm, I'm glad that I could um, help abate someone of, of their addictions. Um, that is that is actually uh, something that my my podcasts have been proven good for um, because they're certainly not good for being successful or garnering me further work or monetary compensation of any kind. However, they've been extremely adept in mental hospitals, hospice care, rehabilitation clinics. Is that my podcasts inspire people to to change their ways? You know, if if. They are habitual smokers. My podcasts work like 
hypnosis, where it indeed syncopates with their brainwaves and they never desire to smoke. Because my podcast remind them that it is the year 2017, and we've known that cigarettes are dangerous for like 40, 50 years at this point, and yet people still smoke! Weird, that! I'm glad I could steer someone away from spending their hard-earned money on Funko Pops, though I have about a dozen myself, and, um, well, I, if this show and my other shows like it have indeed dissuaded someone from pursuing a passion in juggling, I, I do not know if that is something that I can live with, something I can carry on my conscience in my day-to-day, that someone would put aside the thing that they love and pick up my podcast? I thought my, my pods were a tool for healing, but perhaps they're an addiction unto themselves. People rapidly and devotedly giving up the things they love, forgetting what it is they chose to make a life of in this world. It simply weighs too heavy on my conscience. I, I do not know if I can abide by this pattern of living. It It's unconscionable to me that someone would want to give up their dreams and listen to my show. I'm as bad as corporate America, luring people in with, with a 9 to 5 job and have them forget what it is that drives their soul, that lights their fire. If if my podcast is a tool being used in this way, that is something I cannot endure. What's that, Susan? How, how much money am I making off this show? Oh, some? Yeah, everyone, keep listening to the show. I am absolutely fine with it. Could not be more thrilled. I love my fans. everybody fair warning there was a little bit of a problem with our guest segment this week um it was supposed to be a return i'm sure you've all been looking forward to it was supposed to be the return of andrew garfield uh my beloved arfi garfi who you might remember from episode two of the podcast but in my traditional kevin lanigan style i goofed up the recording a little bit so that interview was lost unfortunately and we're both so busy, it's it's hard to get the two of us in the same place at the same time, so I feel horrible for losing that file, losing that file to my own incompetence, but I was able to call in a sort of favor at the last minute. An old friend stepped in to, to help me out to make sure that I had a show put out for you this week, not just a letters segment and a brief intro about something that I recorded five or six weeks ago and I don't really remember. No, um, I had an old friend step in. Uh, fans of the Puffin Publishing podcast are, of course, familiar uh, with my good friend Jane Austen, and uh, she was kind enough to step in and and just talk a little bit, speak extemporaneously about the show, about the topic. I, she is so generous with her time, and and those of us living off the royalties of Sense and Sensibility are able to be a little bit more generous with our time than some others, but. I am ever so grateful that she was able to come in, in a pinch, knock it out of the park for me. So here, as you know her, and as you tolerate her, Miss Jane Austen. 
Well, here I am, kind and generous soul, Jane Austen, here on the mic helping out my boy, TV's Kevin Lanigan. Mm. The young lad called me again, with breathless desperation. It sounded like he had just walked up one flight of stairs, and he called me, and he said, Jane, I need your help. I need you to get on the mic and give me any tips you have. And I say, Kevin... I'm going to tell you the same thing I told my waiter. I don't have any tips. The only tip I got is the tip of a penis that I'm going to consume right now. <laughs> came from a rhinoceros, you see. A rhinoceros that I hunted for sport. I needed not its nutrients. I did it simply to prove that I could kill a rhino. It's going on the list of things that I've killed, um, along with a chimpanzee. A Bengal tiger, a zookeeper, all of these were at the zoo, by the way. I didn't, like, go out into the wild and hunt these critters. Do you know how hard that would be? Do you know how hard and hot it would be to go on a safari and kill a rhinoceros? No, they're right there. They brought them to my fucking city. It's like they wanted me to kill them. What, they killed that monkey, Harry, or whatever... The Hendersons killed that monkey, Harry. Why can't I? If I've earned one thing in my long literary career, it's the right to kill whatever beast I so choose. I killed the beast of the publishing industry, which definitely frowned upon women entering it at the time. They say she can't write books. Book need man brain. She no have man brain. She think with her vagina. And to be fair, yes, at the time I had undergone an experimental surgery on, done by a mad scientist, which switched my brain and all of my, you know, gummy bits down there. Inconsequential. I wrote the book Twixt My Legs. Got it closer to the brain, you see. Or I'm going to take another bite of rhinoceros penis. Mm. It's a pickled rhino dick. It's a delicacy in some countries. Not many, but some. I try to take a lesson out of my friend, um... Oh, I can't think of a fake Native American name right now. I try to take a page out of my fictional friend's book and use sort of every part of the rhino that I have slayed. Every part that they let me walk out of the zoo with, anyway. I brought several rudimentary lunchboxes, children's Power Rangers lunchboxes, and just shoved indiscriminate bits of rhino in there. And I've used all of it, baby. Made some rhino jerky which did not turn out well. I left the skin on, and the skin of a rhino is thicker than the skin of a woman who writes for the internet. Am I right, ladies? Hate has gone too far. Use all of those bits. Um, I used the horn to unclog my drain. Didn't work. Horn stuck in there. More clogged than ever. But it's the thought that counts. Learn that every Christmas. I carry around the tail as sort of a pun, a walking pun, because I, um, you know, I'll saunter up to a man at the bar and I'll say, Hey, buddy, were you looking for some tail? And of course I'll say yes. And of course I'll say yes because his brain is in his testicles, whatever. And I then drape the rhino tail over his shoulder. And then, you know, it's a very funny pun. We laugh. And then he tries to hit on me and I kick him right in the brain. It's a hard and complicated life I lead, but it is the one I've chosen to lead. It ain't easy being me. 
I'm surprised Kevin asked me to be on his show. I mean, you know, I'd done some Patreon promoting for him. And, um, you know, I let his ad be played on my podcast, the Puff and Publishing Podcast. Um, surprised he let me be on the show at all, though. I'm sort of a bad luck charm. I'm a grim omen. You know how the, all those men are superstitious? You can't let a woman on a boat. It's bad luck. That was me. I did that. And I'm sorry I set that precedent for everybody. You know, every time a woman is the first woman to do something, there's this inordinate amount of pressure on her to be the best at that that ever was, male or female, because you're really setting a high fucking water. Like, there is little to no pressure on, say, Man of Steel, but there is... Like, a whole fucking lot of pressure on Wonder Woman to be, like, the best thing you had ever seen that summer. To be, like, the best thing you had ever seen starring Gal Gadot. High watermark. I know. Which is totally unfair to Wonder Woman, because, like, she's got enough on her plate. She's got enough on her plate. A heaping helping of rhino that I sautéed with some onions. But yes, that's what it was like for me on a boat. Before my time as an author, you know, you gotta make ends meet, honey. Simple electricity, ACDC, you hook them up, and then you put on a schoolboy's uniform and yell about your balls or whatever. And uh, you gotta make ends meet somehow, so I took a job on a rudimentary fishing boat. And just, I mean, I mucked it up royal. It, 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 it was not a quality experience to everyone. We caught no fish. They called me on board the deadliest catch. That was the nickname, the moniker they gave me. I was also the only catch. We didn't catch anything else. Don't get me wrong. Made my way from port to starboard, whatever the directions on boat. Just call it left and right, asshole. Uh, made um, my way from all the decks, hitting every sailor I could. You know, the poop deck, um, the sex deck. That's my favorite deck. The Yu-Gi-Oh deck where all the boys bust out the blue eyes white dragons which is what I call a penis and then they'd also bust out the blue eyes white dragon cards only four in the entire world but yeah I, I mucked the whole thing up I was really they were really counting on me I was the 37th banana uh you know first mate first banana a second banana first mate second banana I was approximately the 37th banana um and, you know, when a large tidal wave is coming, it is the 37th banana's job to rig the main sail, guard the, the mast, don't push sailors overboard in an effort to decrease the weight of the vessel. You know I'm a sailor because I know all of these sailing terms. And I, I, well, I mucked it up. I got my jib and my aft confused, wouldn't know my aft from a hole in the ground, and, well... Our ship ran ashore, and unlucky enough for me, it ran ashore on one of those islands where rich people hunt regular people. They're more populous than they might seem. Emma Stone would know exactly what I'm talking about. She's on them all the time. There's several things that only rich people know about. There are many islands, some of which are murder islands. There's a Tinder just for rich people. I forget its name, but it's so that celebrities can date other celebrities, and so that, like... Usher doesn't got to deal with getting swiped right on all day and night. Poor Usher. Yeah, it sounds real hard, Usher. Yeah, we landed on one of those islands where they hunt rich people. Um, and much like I became the deadliest catch, I also became the deadliest game. 
Jumanji. We played Jumanji, and not the new one with the video game, and like, oh, the hot girl is Jack Black. I've always thought Jack Black was the hot girl. I also always thought he should be in a remake of the Rob Schneider film, The Hot Chick. I think he's just, he's got the chops. No, so, um... In an effort to stop the rich people from hunting us, and hunters they did, in an effort to stop them from hunting us, I busted out my old copy of Jumanji. And the moment I opened up that damn board, I mean, like, monkeys and shit came flying out. That wasn't so bad, because we were on a tropical island that already had monkeys on it. Um, And, you know, some finches came out. um, A large crocodile. None of that was particularly out of the ordinary. And then, like, just a bunch of trust fund babies that were on safari to hunt exotic animals. Not unlike my own pastime, but I'm going to judge these guys because they are the real, like, frat vibes. Like, you got in the same room with them and you just sensed there was a frisbee in somebody's messenger bag. Like, you start breathing the same air as these men and you suddenly have a higher fish tolerance. P-H-I-S-H. So a bunch of these guys on their spring break or whatever, these are these guys chose to spend spring break was inside the game Jumanji. They sort of came flying, springing forth out of the board. Um, and then we got to hunt them. We were all united against these terrible bad boys. It was a real slobs versus snobs kind of situation. Um, except instead of the slobs, like, beating them at the annual... Battle of the Frats, or, like, dumping a bunch of poop on them. We killed them and mounted their heads on our mantelpiece. And, um, of course, like I said before, I like to use every part of the man buffalo. (coughs) You know what that was. I don't got to tell you what that bunch sound was. (coughs) Yeah, it was like... And that's what I did on my summer vacation. Thank you for listening to another wonderful episode of Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This, the podcast that aimed to answer exactly that. You can follow the show at Can We Get This Pod on Twitter and email us any questions, comments, or concerns to canwegetthispod at gmail.com. I've been your illustrious host, TV's Kevin Lanigan. You can follow me at TV's Kevin Lanigan on Twitter and Instagram. You can find my other podcast, the Puffin Publishing Podcast, wherever podcasts are sold for free. And you can check out my YouTube series, Doomed to You, on YouTube.com under a channel of the same name. Speaking of things that I do, uh, you can support this show and all of my other projects on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. For as little or as much money as you would like a month, you can help me make ends meet while I'm trying to help this podcast meet Emma Stone's ears. You can earn yourself some great prizes. Prizes? Rewards? Backer lubricants? Um, Here's a backer lubricant for you for two people who are very generous with their joint monthly donation. Uh, Hello. Today's uh, Patreon shout-out goes uh, to uh, Michael Hoosier and Ariana Vasquez, uh, 
boy, I, I've known these two for quite some time. Michael for mm, 18 or so years more. But um, Ariana is also great. Uh, these two, you know, such a wonderful, beautiful couple. They bring joy and sunshine and roses wherever they go. And I am ever so appreciative of their constant support of me, Matt Damon Grimm. And also the way that they support TV's Kevin Lanigan. So thank you again. And if you match this donation and raise it, I will eat my hat. So that has been our show for this week. Come back the same time next week for more of this incredible nonsense. But until then, I shall end this week as we end every week with me silently weeping. With me quietly weeping about the episode of BoJack Horseman I just watched. (laughs) He's such a sad whore. Like, most horses seem, I mean, not like happy creatures, but he's such a sad, he's such a sad horse. I don't think I've ever met a happy one, but he's so sad. They're all sad. Ty, Mr. Peanut Butter, everybody. Diane, Diane is so sad. They're all so sad. So human are those animal people. Can't process it. This has been a Talkback Podcast. So, the Flaming Mask. Uh, some sort of theatre-goer. A um, pyromaniac actor. No, I wasn't even going for actor, I was going to go for like a technician. Oh. What stage St- director? St- stagehand. A disgraced oh. stagehand with a fondness for fire. The Dapper Scout. <laughs> okay, they're a failed hero. They're, they're the walking joke of a hero that all the other heroes on our show mock. No, no, no. The Dapper Scout uh, has got badges in literally every kind of superheroing <laughs> ability. Next superhero. Rapid Snipe. It's got to be a gunslinger, hasn't it? Yeah, obviously. Well, a snipe's a bird. Uh, un- unless it's like a stand-up comedian who rap- rapidly snipes using insults. He's an assassin. He's a villain Great assassin. Stuff. He performs at big galas and... The way he kills is, at the end of a joke, he fires finger guns, and actually those finger guns kill people. Pew, pew, pew. Scarlet Sentinel. Ooh. A, a female bouncer Ooh. to um, a hero uh, club that nice. only heroes are allowed into, and she's the only hero on duty. How about Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and Josh Randall? Ooh. Hmm. Mm. How about they are hosts of a podcast where they take random prompts and make real heroes from them and they record that every week available on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts that sounds good yeah 
I think the way they do this is that they're bitten. Oh, by what? I think they're bitten by a radioactive podcast. Oh. <gasps> Get it on iTunes. And SoundCloud. At BBR underscore podcast. On Twitter. Hello, I'm John Oliver. You can now support this show on Patreon.com. Head on over to Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. And for as little as $1 a month, you can set up a monthly donation that will support this show in ways you can't even understand. No, Trevor, don't buy those donuts. That money is for TV's Kevin Lanigan. That's Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. I'll see you there.